0: Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you have your Bible, turn on me to the book of Genesis chapter 2. Look at Genesis chapter 2. That's the crowd that I know and love <clears throat> right there. Amen. That's them. Genesis chapter 2. We started our series off last week with this and got a couple of other things I want to look at in this portion of scripture and and, and within regards to marriage and what the Lord is show, showing us, telling us, teaching us, all those good things. And um, if uh, you don't have that or if you don't have that, you never don't have a Bible, share it with them. So you share with me, man. We just want a big happy family. And uh, if you don't have that, we can you can look on the screen, it'll be there as well. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 is where we'll start at today. If you got it, say amen. 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 Let's go. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into wool man. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She, call, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two and they shall become one flesh. Verse 25, one of my favorites says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. There's a place for it, only between husband and wife. It's not the message today, but it's good. Uh, let's pray. God, I thank you today for your word. It's awesome. It is awesome, and it is so true. And it is life-changing, life-giving. And I, I thank you, Father, that everything else will, will wither and fade away, but your word will stand forever. And, Lord, I thank you today because of that truth. Lord, today, God, word will be put in your people. God, it's going it's to bring strength today. It's going to bring life. It's going to open up some eyes and some hearts. And it's going to change some marriages. It's going to change some future generations today because of your word. And I believe that today by faith. And I call it done in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Aren't you thankful? for the Word of God. Yes, amen. Uh, I, I am, and uh, I'm thankful that, it, that we're seeing God heal marriages, and things are happening, and lives are being changed, and relationships are, are being renewed, and hearts are being drawn to Him as we look at what His Word says about these things. And so we started last week this series called, I Do... And, uh, it is, a, it is a series based on marriage. We'll be focusing on those things. And if you look at the sidelines when I, when I promote this series in any way, I, I always just kind of say it like this. This series is about Jesus and about what His Word says about marriage. That's, that's, this church is about Jesus. It's about making Jesus known. It's about in every way that we can talk about Jesus. And, and he is the name above every name. And he is the one who changes hearts and lives. And so he also in his Word says things about marriage and what that marriage should look like. And so we looked last week at a few things which I, I thought were, were really, you know, again, just life-giving. And when we saw what marriage was and we began to see some of those things. And before we just review real quick, check out this picture somebody sent me. Um, one of my members sent through uh, email this week, Uh, you know who you are, and uh, it says, uh, and God promised men that good and obedient wives would be found in all the corners of the world, then he made the earth round, and laughed, and laughed, and laughed, amen, amen, so uh, that's funny, that's good, but I I do believe this, I, I believe there are people that God has, I believe he's made wives wonderful. And husband's wonderful. And if we do what his word will tell us to do, we'll see that happen. You know, God's plan for you is to have a blessed home, a blessed marriage that grows in him. And that every year, regardless of what society teaches us, society teaches us that the first two years are the best two years. I mean, think about that one, man. I mean, seriously, think about that. That says, for me, from here on out, it's downhill. Amen, after two. I mean, that's not the plan of God. It's not the plan of his, according to his word. Been married 20. It gets better every year, and I'm thankful for it. So, And it's through seeing his word. It's through looking at things we, uh, as we reviewed real quick last week. What is marriage? Marriage is this. Marriage is a covenant. Not a contract. It's it's a covenant vow. It's a covenant to where we surrender, release our rights, assume responsibilities. God entered covenant with us when he said, I'll be your God. You shall be my people. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you go into this covenant relationship, you're going into this thing and you're saying, spouse, I love you. You're mine. I'm yours. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you from here on out. To death do us part. I do. Come on, I still do. Somebody needs to look at their spouse and say, I still do, and and I, I do. So it's a covenant relationship. Marriage is also a priority. It's a priority. He created the union of marriage before he created the church. He, for he, created, he created man and woman, and he created them in his image, and he showed us this picture. And for us, we have to make that the priority in our life. Outside of him, there is no other relationship, if you're in a marriage relationship, greater than that relationship. Nothing, bar none. I don't care what somebody tells you. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what your neighbor tells you. I don't care what your spouse says. The most important thing, the most important priority in your life outside of the father is your spouse. If you would get that in order, things would change in your life. Things would change in your life. So first of all, if you're in this room today, you will never be able to be the husband. You will never be able to be the wife you're called to be if he's not first. He becomes a priority in my life. Every, if, if I keep falling in love with him, he'll cause me to keep falling in love with that woman right there. I won't have to try. I won't have to work at it. It's just how it works. I seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33, and his righteousness and everything else will be added. So today, if you're in the room and if you're in this place, you're in a dating relationship, in a marriage relationship, whatever it may be, you're hoping one day. Come on, some of you just by faith today. Come on, I believe in that by faith. Come on, somebody, Lord's going to send me somebody. Whatever it is, it won't work <laughs> unless he's first. He's a priority. He's number one. They become second in their life. Third thing we looked at was pursuit. Marriage is a Pursuit. It's not based off of emotions. It's not based off of I feel like loving you today. I, I made a covenant vow with you and I pursue you and you never stop pursuing your spouse and you never stop start, start chasing after them, hunting after them, pursuing them in every way possible. Amen, until it's found. Come on. And so then you walk that thing out by faith. So you, you understand those three today. I want to look at a couple of things the Lord showed me. Again, I encourage you to write it down. It's just good stuff because it's the Bible. I would encourage you, as we look at today, the next few things that I believe the Lord wants us to see today in regard to marriage. He tells us in verse 23 of Genesis 2 that we just looked at. He says that this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she has, was taken Out of man. Verse 24 says that therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. They shall become one flesh. God has has called marriage in every way and in every aspect of life to be one. Now, there's, there's some ways that you can look at it, and if you're very narrow-minded, that can only mean one thing. It means many. He wants you to be one. He has called the marriage relationship to be in unity together, to come together in oneness. And today, I want to look at three things. I believe the Lord's put on my heart heavy to teach us how we can be one. Now, this modern society shows us, thinks that oneness is going to come through meditation. Oneness between you and your spouse. Y'all can sit together in a circle, cross your legs. You can cross your arms and you can chant all day long and still never be one. You can look at your spouse in the morning and say, you need to spend a couple of extra hours a day in meditation because you need to get where I'm at. I'm one. And uh, you need to come to be one. Now, you have to see that in his word, he shows us these things. And I know uh, we, we live in this place to where, you know, it's like what's, Hers is ours and what's the rest of that that old saying, you know, what's mine is hers and what's hers is hers and and and, and, and some guys flip that around and what's hers is mine and what's mine is mine and and we, nah. He said some of the first time y'all ever got him got back to brother up. But today we he said become one. The first thing we have to do is to become one is surrender. Is surrender. Everything, everything that the marriage that you have bringing into this marriage should be surrendered to your spouse. Uh, now, today I, I'm going to mess with some of you guys a little bit. It's going to hopefully change our thinking, but everything, every bit of money, every bit of property, every past child that you had, bore or had through uh, another relationship, everything that you have now is surrendered to your spouse. This is tough. This is not easy to do. Everything in your life now your spouse takes ownership in. And if today there is anything that you won't surrender, that will ultimately be the thing that comes back and causes division and possibly death in your covenant vows. Everything. You come into this place and you say, everything that I have is yours. Everything that's within me. You, you know, we, we see this and I've been, we've been looking at this. What is marriage? We see the picture of marriage in the Bible. We see how it's illustrated. I believe that when we get into this relationship with Jesus, it's this marriage relationship. We come into covenant with Him and He wants everything. And when you see in the scriptures he said everything forsake everything that you have and come into this relationship with me. Forsake everything that this that, within your life, holding nothing back in this marriage relationship, anything that you have that you won't surrender to him is more important than him. That's just truth. Anything well, I can't surrender all areas to my life. I'll surrender maybe Sunday for an hour and a half. If I'm in the mood Wednesday, hour and a half, that's all you're getting. That's good. Surrender those things. You should. But you're not getting this part of me. I'm going to no, know, Lord, I'm in covenant with you. I'm willing to forsake everything that I have except this area. Some of you, today, you're in turmoil and there's chaos and there's things that are happening in your life. It's because you refuse to surrender that thing. I could go several places and make several mad, and I will. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my money is more important than you, Father. If you refuse to surrender that, you're showing him that that's more important. Uh, My marriage is more important than you, Father. No, remember the order? Everything. You surrender everything to him. Remember the picture? Jesus surrendered everything for us. He held nothing back. He went into this thing, and he was the one who surrendered everything that he had. He laid it all on the line, got up on a cross, gave his life. It's the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus. He died in our place for our sin. It's called grace. And so we have to see this going into this relationship with our spouse. I'm here, and I'm surrendering everything that I have over to you. And believe me, the thing that you refuse to surrender will be the thing that they possess and pursue the most. Let me help you with that. If for you, if, if it is in your relationship, and in your marriage relationship, if, if you're hiding the money thing, you're not being open and honest about what's going on and where you put the finances, and, and that's not an open book, and, you have an, and, and openly together look at those things, it'll be the thing that ultimately that other person will begin to pursue the most and it'll cause division. If, if you have in your relationship children, and in those relationships with your children, you are the protector, and you're, you're the one who is just always trying to shield them and, 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 and love them and just do all these things for him, and you never allow the other spouse to be a part of this thing, they'll ultimately begin to pursue those things and it will hurt the relationship with that spouse and that, I mean, that parent and that child. This is going to help somebody today. I feel that. If you, so you do this. Together, we become one. We parent together. Don't matter whose name's last name it lives in the house. If you're together, they're in the house, they're one. You became one. And so together, we parent now, it doesn't, I want to, to just help things because it's just the world we live in. And it's just where we're at. If they have another parent in their life, you don't just chill them out and say, oh, no, no, now no, this is the new parent. Now, I'm not talking about that. But if in the house, if in this new marriage relationship, there were children brought into the relationship, together you need to parent those kids. Your finances, you need to sit down. You need to know what's going on in your finances Together. We have some, and I was one of them for so long, and and trying to be more more involved with this, and uh, just I'm one of those. I just say, let's give God what's his, and I, I mean, just trust God and try not to be a crazy spender on the rest, and God works it out. But I was never involved. I put a lot of pressure on her. Had no input. Didn't really say, and it puts pressure on someone. We should together make financial decisions. Everything. We become one. We hold nothing back. We're in this thing together. It's a oneness. It's it's where in every area and aspect of my life, I'm surrendering this over to you. That means this. They have a right to speak into every area in your life. There's nothing and anything that happens within my life that angel can't come up and speak and have the authority to speak about that. Everything. Everything in my life. My, my ministry, my calling, my heart, my family, my everything. She has the right because we're one. As my boy Al Jarrell used to say, we're in this love together. <laughs> Son. I'm telling you, man, I felt that. That was good right there. Look, got, Listen to me. Little Wayne ain't got nothing on little Al. Y'all don't know nothing about that, man. Lil Al, we got to kind of last forever. So, I'll tell you, together, we come into this thing together. We're one. And I love this. I love what he says in verse 25. He said that we're naked. Some of y'all giggling. I, I like that. I like it, but I like it because nothing's hidden. I love it. I, I love it, and not, not because of just the sexual things, this, this, the messages down the road, is gonna be good. But I mean, I just, because we come in this thing, this is just, I'm fully exposed. Everything that I have, I've come to you, this is who I am. And give your spouse the right to do that. Give them the freedom to do that. Give them the freedom to come in and surrender everything over to you. You know, if you'd be able to just do this one thing, if you'd just surrender and allow them to just come in exposed and say, this is where I'm at today. This is what's going on in my life. This is where my struggle is. This is where I need your prayer. This is what's happening in my life. This is where I need you. Just fully surrender, fully exposed, go into this place. Man, it would be huge in your life. So you come into this marriage relationship fully Exposed. You know, it's the first thing after covenant was broken, after sin entered into the picture in the garden. You know, the Bible says that they, hit, they covered themselves. You've probably seen the cartoon with a little fig leaf and, you know, and I mean, you know, it was in that moment, intimacy was broken. When surrender was given up. And and I'm telling you, it'll be the thing that the enemy will attack in your family and in your home. (laughs) It's intimacy. It's the thing that will hurt. It will break the intimacy that you have with you and God when you're holding things back from him. It, It breaks that. It destroys that. Anything that you're holding from him will ultimately be the thing that will destroy the relationship between you and him, you and your spouse. I surrender all areas to my life, to you. Surrender. Second thing we see, I believe, is this. If you truly want to become one with your spouse, truly become one with him, if you're not in a marriage relationship today, this is a word for each of us. We surrender to him. And then we do this. We sacrifice. We sacrifice. We we surrender all that we have. I, I sacrifice everything that I have. I give this over to you. Let me tell you something. Selfish people are the worst spouses. They're the worst, and it's horrible. It will destroy a marriage. It will it will break this thing down. And some of you listen to me. I love you, but you're spoiling your kids. You're going to make a horrible spouse one day for somebody. Oh, but I love them. They're so cute. Come on, I love it when she does. Do that little thing again right there. Do that thing. Come on. Do, oh, here you go. Here's a quarter. You know, just, I mean, just <laughs> constantly, always. Just put, listen to me. I'm telling you, I'll still be pastoring him even if I say this. Listen to me, some of you are horrible spouses because you were spoiled. And, and, I'm just telling, I just, and this is good because this is going to free us. That's the goal for all this today. Some of you are that. Some of you are that person. Listen to me, it was because you were spoiled. It wasn't your fault. You were just too good looking. <laughs> Just too darn cute, man. I mean, and they just couldn't resist it. So they just spoiled you, they spoiled you. And then you did this. You got married. Well, mom and daddy does this. And so now you're going to do this. Are you kidding me, dude? Uh, no, listen to me. Listen. A horrible spouse is a selfish spouse. So you come to this thing. I refuse. I'm just surrendering. Is that mean? Does that mean this, that now it's just over and it's done? No, it means you break those things. It means that you do this. You renew your mind to those areas. You get your mind that say, all right, this is a struggle for me. You get real. Remember, we, we come in full surrender. We get naked. We come into this situation and say, this is my struggle. This is where I'm struggling. This is who I am. So for me, this is what I'm surrendering to you. I need your help. I need you to pray for me, encourage me. If you see me going in that direction, stop me. Romans 12.1 says this, that I beseech you, man. Paul is here saying, I beg you. One translation says he's begging. And if you know Paul, he had another name, Saul. Saul used to kick tail, take names, kill people for the, for, because they believe in the gospel. He's not a beggar. This joker would, would wear you, slam out, but yet he comes in here and says, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable Service. You know what your reasonable service is? Sacrifice. It's sacrifice. If you're in the relationship right now and you think you're more important than your spouse, repent. Repent. Well, I, well, I am a little bit more important and I am a little bit better, and I'd make better decisions, and so I'm, listen to me, if you're in this thing, if you don't understand the, the, the concept of sacrifice and, and laying everything else down and, and doing this and surrendering and in sacrifice, listen to me, marriage is going to struggle very badly. So you come into this thing and you say, I'm sacrificing. I'm, I'm laying selfishness down. I'm laying pride down. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing pride out. I'm going to crucify this flesh, this pride thing that's trying to well up in me, and I'm going to wear it out. I refuse. I'm going to sacrifice. You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your effort. You sacrifice your energy. You come into this relationship, and if it's going to work, you sacrifice. Well, I've, I've had a long day. I've worked hard, and so I deserve to be able to come home, hand me the remote, sit in my chair, and do my thing. Listen to me. Your, your job does not end when you clock out. Your job begins if you're married. Oh, yeah, I didn't get much love on that one. But it's true. It is the moment you hit the time clock. You punch it in. That's when work begins for you. Oh, this is going over well today. Glory to God. Amen. It is sacrifice. Third thing is this you surrender, you sacrifice, and you serve. Marriage is service. It's service. It it, it literally it's where we come. And you want to be great, serve. What's this what's this this series about? It's about Jesus. What his word says about marriage. Jesus modeled that in every way. He showed that in every way to us, in every way he could. He showed us. Go to Philippians chapter 2 real quick. Philippians chapter 2. I miss the good old days where you used to hear pages turn. Now y'all just like... Somebody said they was going to develop an app that, that was you... It sounds like pages are turning. I'm saying, I, I hope they get that thing done, y'all. Everybody's going to download that, because yeah, I just miss that. I mean, I'm one of those old school. I love that, man. And uh, Philippians chapter two. Let's look at what his word says. Marriage is service. Jesus served. Jesus got down, washed the feet of Jesus, a uh, Judas, the one that he knew would ultimately betray him. He served. He modeled it in every way. Let's look at what the scripture is. It says, verse three, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. <laughs> Come on. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Nothing. Listen to me. And if I'm telling you, and this is going to have to be a huge, it's going to be something that you need to wake up in the morning, This is what you do. I'm going to help somebody. You wake up in the morning. I'm going to renew my mind to this word today. I'm going to get this mind in me. I'm going to put this scripture in my heart. I'm going to walk this thing out. And today, there's going to be nothing that I do is going to be through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So so this is what I do. I look at my spouse. You're better than me. Be- hold on. Esteem others better than himself. Some, I lost some people right then. No, hold on. Esteem others. Esteem your If you'll do this, if you'll see them as important, you'll treat them as important. If you, you see them as a high you'll place that in their life. You'll see that. And then he says this let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. You hear that? Now, again, your interests are important, but not just that, also for the interests of others. And then it just it gets crazy. It just, it just shows us a picture. He says, Let this mind be in you. What should be in your mind right now is how I'm going to not do this thing through selfish ambi- ambition or conceit. That's what I'm going to do. How, what should I do? Hold on. The mind be in me, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Come on, somebody. You hear this? I mean, here was Jesus, the form of God, didn't consider it to be right? He knew who he was. He understood that. He understood his place. He understood he was, he was God in the flesh. He didn't consider to be a robber. So again, he goes into this thing saying, I understand my significance in this thing. I understand how important that I am in this marriage and how huge of a deal that my life is, but in no way do I make that the the priority. This person becomes a priority, and Jesus did this for us. He says he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. He He went from having angels rejoicing and singing around him to coming and getting laid in a manger. Feeding box. He went from having all clothes and all beauty and all that to, to coming and being a naked little kid laid in a box and took on the form of a bondservant. A bondservant is this a bondservant is someone who chooses to serve. Okay, there's a, there's a difference in just a servant and a bond servant. A servant is is who's somebody who's bought. They've purchased them, and then they have to do this and they work it off. You know, in the, in the in the biblical times, what would happen is this servant would kind of do their time. They were freed up to walk away, and then they would do this. They would make the choice. I'm gonna still hang around and serve. You mean that you have the right to walk away? Yeah, your times do. It's over with. You can walk out the door. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna choose to serve. James, a brother of Jesus, starts off his letter, and he says this. He says, I'm the bondservant of Jesus Christ. I love that. He didn't if it had been me, hey, I'm Terry. I'm the brother of Jesus. Get y'all some of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all going to read my letter because me and him was brothers. We shared a bed together. That's my boy. But I'm a bondservant. That's the greatest calling in your marriage is to serve. So you serve, you take on the choice, you make the effort. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be a bondservant. And verse eight says, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. <laughs> wow. That's what Jesus did for us. He humbled himself. He he could have walked away at any time, could have called his angels from heaven, pulled him up, humbled himself in every way. In your marriage relationship, today, in every way, you say, I'm going to come to you, I'm going to serve you. And and do this, pay attention to the small things. Pay attention to the small things. The Bible talks about it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those small things. You know, it's the small things that make something either spoiled or sweet. Just little things. If if you're in a marriage uh, covenant with someone and you're in that relationship, just do little stuff for them and do it with a mindset, I'm just going to serve them. I'm going to serve in this way. I'm just going to take, just take time. Send them a text. Not during church. You're doing that right now? Repent. But send them a text. Check on them. love on them. And make an effort. When you get home, if you see stuff, guys, if you walk in the door and there's dishes piled up and there's things that are happening, don't start fussing. This room is going to be full of women next week. They going to be a guy in the house, man. All women in the church next week. Listen to me. But listen, walk in there, serve. Just Serve. Now, ladies, don't leave a mess. Yeah. Don't leave a mess. You do this. Clean up, put forth the effort with the mindset and understanding that I'm serving. But if you do come home and it's been one of them days for them or her or whatever it is, jump in, pitch in, serve. Don't complain. Listen to me, man. God's put in us this this strong, I mean, literally this strong passion and desire to love and serve our spouse, but most of us use that time, effort, and energy on trying to change them. I'd write that down, tweet it right now if I would have my phone in my head. That was good because right there we spend so much trying to change them. What if you took that and channeled it and began to serve? How are we going to do this? Through the help of the Holy Spirit. That's it. That will be the only way we'll be able to come in there and come out of this thing is is if we, in this way, we just serve. You know, just some ways you can serve is this, by just not criticizing, but but speak life. Just just literally begin to call this thing. I, I, I believe, Pastor Ralph, it was you that said it. It's by faith we do these things. We, we have to see that we have to understand today that just start declaring things over the man. My, my wife is awesome. Now, this ain't personal right here for just a minute, but I'm gonna help somebody. Man, she can cook. Call things not as though they are. I'm just saying right here. No, 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 she knows that. I'm, I'm just helping somebody right now. That's a one woman can cook. But listen, man, she can cook. Don't criticize and complain. Tell her how good she is. Man, you're awesome. You look good. Today. Some of y'all, y'all fuss and complaining, man, and you're saying stuff to your spouse, you're tearing them down, you're breaking them down, you're, you're destroying, you're causing death. Start speaking life. Start speaking hope into this thing. Start speaking blessings into this relationship. Man, you look good today. Why are you laughing at that part? Okay. <laughs> It's, it's full surrender, full surrender, full service, and full sacrifice. That'll be the only way that you can do this. It's the only way this thing. I want to become one, Pastor. I want to, that's what I want for my marriage. Will you pray that we become one? Yeah, I pray. I pray that you, you get down on your hands and feet and wash their feet why I pray. I pray that you'll get a towel out, gird yourself as Jesus did, get out and begin to serve them. Oh, the disciples struggled with this. They got in there with Jesus. They want to say, I'm the greatest, and no, I'm the greatest. And he said, who's the greatest? The one who serves. That's the greatest. How do we do this? How do we do this today? By the help of the Holy Spirit. By, by coming into our, our relationship with our spouse today and just naked as a jaybird. That's an old school. Y'all don't know about naked as jaybird. And I ain't talking about clothes. But fully exposed and just say, this is where I'm at right now. I want to be. I want us to be one. And so this is what I need to do. There's some things I need to surrender, some areas that I need to sacrifice, and I want to serve you better. And do this. Allow your spouse to... To do that, allow them to come to you and ask, how can I serve you better? Don't do this. Don't, I've been waiting on this. I was ready. I'm I'm telling you, man, I've been pastor. I'm glad he said that because right now I got a list and you fold it out, man. You got three gigs on a hard drive full of a list right now. Don't do that. Say, man, you're awesome. I love you. But these are some areas that I I, I would like for you to serve better. Receive that. Give that in all humility and in all love and in all grace. Allow your spouse to do that for you. And if today every person in this room, if we're sucking in air and releasing it today, we should do this. We should come before our Father. And we should say, Father, what areas today do I need to surrender to you? I promise if there are things that you haven't surrendered today to him, it will hurt this. If there's some places that you haven't sacrificed and given up late on the altar, presented to him, it will destroy your relationship with him and it can ultimately destroy your marriage.